Hey everyone, welcome back to Daily Manna, where we're learning to feed on the Word of God chapter by chapter. Today we'll be getting into Matthew chapter 19. And in Matthew 19, there are three matters that show us certain requirements to live in the reality of the kingdom of the heavens. And in verses 3 through 12, we see the Pharisees coming to the Lord to tempt Him by asking Him about divorce. And in verses 13 through 15, we have the matter of receiving the little children. And in verses 16 through 22, we have a rich man inquiring the Lord concerning eternal life. Apparently, these three things are not related. But when we get into the depth of these things, we see that all are related to our living in the reality of the kingdom of the heavens. In verse 3, it says, And the Pharisees came to him, tempting him, and saying, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for every cause? Here the Jewish religionists came to the Lord again to tempt him. However, their tempting always afforded the Lord an opportunity to unveil himself in God's economy. So here the Lord took this opportunity to expose the seriousness of divorce. The Lord's word in verses 4 through 6 not only recognizes God's creation of man, but also confirms God's ordination of marriage, that is, one man and one woman, joined and yoked together as one flesh, inseparable by man. Marriage is the union of one man and one woman. This is God's ordination. And it is very serious for anyone to break it. God's ordination here not only signifies the physical aspect of marriage, but also the spiritual aspect of marriage. For the union of one man and one woman in marriage signifies the oneness of Christ and the church. As there is one husband for one wife, so there is one Christ for one church. There should not be more than one wife for one husband or more than one husband for one wife. God's ordination is to have one Christ and one church. So in figure or in shadow, there should also be one husband and one wife. Well, in verse 7, the Pharisees asked the Lord, Why then did Moses command to give her a writing of divorce and to put her away? Well, this commandment was not a part of the original law that was given, but a supplement to the law. This commandment was not according to God's ordination from the beginning, but it was given by Moses temporarily because of the hardness of man's heart. Verse 8 says, Moses, because of your hardness of heart, allowed you to divorce your wives. But from the beginning, it has not been so. The commandment concerning divorce given by Moses was actually a deviation from God's original ordination. But Christ, as the heavenly king, recovered it back to the beginning for the kingdom of the heavens. This indicates that the kingdom of the heavens very much corresponds with God's ordination from the beginning, which does not allow any divorce. Now we come to the second matter in verses 13 through 15. When the disciples rebuked the little children who were brought to the Lord, 
the Lord Jesus responded by saying, Allow the little children and do not prevent them from coming to me, for of such is the kingdom of the heavens. Then he laid his hands on them. Here the Lord stresses again that to participate in the kingdom of the heavens, we must be like little children. On the surface, these verses seem to deal with an insignificant matter, but these verses are concerned with man's pride. The Lord seemed to be saying to his disciples, You should not reject these little ones. On the contrary, you must become a little one yourself. Pride is hidden within you. You must condemn and reject your pride. If you reject your pride and become as little children, you will be in the kingdom of the heavens. Lastly, we see a young man who came to the Lord to ask him what he should do in order to have eternal life, that is, to live in the kingdom. Knowing the young man's heart, the Lord told him to keep the commandments, and he listed six of them in verses 18 and 19. Then the young man said in verse 20, All these things I have kept, what do I still lack? Then the Lord said to him, If you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor, and you shall have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. Even if the young man had kept the commandments of the old law as he had claimed, he was still not perfect, not up to the standard of the requirement of the complemented law. For he was not willing to sell what he had and lay up treasure in heaven as the constitution of the kingdom required. To follow the Lord is to love him above all things. This is the supreme requirement for entering into the kingdom of the heavens. And in verse 22, it says, But the young man, hearing this word, went away sorrowing, for he had many possessions. Loving material possessions above the Lord causes one to sorrow. But those who love Christ above all things are joyful in losing their possessions. The Lord said that it is more difficult for someone who loves money to enter into the kingdom than it is for a camel to go through the eye of a needle. This illustration reveals the seriousness of the love of money as far as the kingdom is concerned. The love of money is the greatest hindrance to entering into the kingdom. Well, in verse 26, the Lord says something encouraging. <laughs> with men, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. By our human life, it is impossible to enter into the kingdom of the heavens, but it is possible by the divine life, which is Christ himself imparted into us that we may live the kingdom life. And only by the divine life can we fulfill the requirements of the kingdom. It is easy to fulfill these requirements when we have the grace to do so. By our human life, it is impossible. But by the divine life, with the divine grace, it is easy. Actually, it is a joy. What a joy to lay up treasure in the heavens. Well, that's all we have for today. Thanks for tuning in and keep enjoying the Word of God.